What's up, my friends? Welcome back to the podcast. You guys, I am so grateful that you are here. I'm getting back in the swing of things. If you listen to the last episode, you know that I went white water rafting last week. And so, you guys, I learned one of the biggest life lessons of my whole adulthood while I was white water rafting. And that's what this episode is about. It's about sharing kind of that life lesson. And as I'm kind of metabolizing that and trying to figure it out. So if you're anything like me, peace is hard to come by. You've got some roaring rapids of your own life and situations and and things and you're fighting for it and you're trying to have peace, love, joy, all the things, you know, but sometimes it's hard. And so, oh my gosh, I had this profound revelation, profound revelation on the Whitewater Rapids and I can't wait to share it with you. It's a funny story too. So I hope you enjoy it. And there's going to be a couple more episodes coming as well where I talk about kind of the life lessons yeah, I hope they're refreshing to you. So no matter what you're going through in life, I just want you to know you're not alone. And I'm so grateful you are here. If you need prayer, please email me hello at dannysumner.com. The link will be in the show notes. And I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to a Holy Mess podcast. All right, my friends, we all know life can be so difficult and painful at times, especially when we're carrying grief or loss or wrestling with shame about our past, anxiety about our future, or frankly, like we are just not enough. But there has to be so much more for us. There is hope and joy, peace, love, fun, purpose, and a reason that you, my friend, are on this planet. Let's partner with God so you can be who he created you to be as you wrestle through and trudge through your mess. Hi, I'm Danny, a recovering alcoholic, a mom, a wife, a mentor, and dust. We are only here for a moment, Let's live like it. I'm just like you. I'm a holy mess most days. Actually, every day. Let's have some fun and laugh while trudging through our mess. This stuff doesn't need to be dry and boring. Let's dig in. All right, my people, I'm so grateful that you are here. So like I said in the intro, I learned seriously a huge life lesson while I was whitewater rafting. And let me back up and tell you, I am not super adventurous anymore. So listen, when I was a kid, I was young. You could call me dumb. I was young and dumb and adventurous and I would jump off big rocks and I was super athletic and I just was more confident in my, or maybe I just didn't have a lot to live for. I mean, I don't really know, but I, I was really, really adventurous. And then after, I really don't know what it was, but I know when I had children, Well, everything just got more intense. My anxiety, my fear, because I just these little beings that I wanted to raise well. And so that was my trigger into a more anxious or more aware of the anxiety in my life. I think I've always had anxiety. Truly, I think I just acted it out differently in my adolescence and in my youth. But (laughs) once I had those kids, that was my trigger, you guys. And my anxiety became much more prevalent and much more, I became much more aware of the anxiety going on within me. So all that to say, I have not been super adventurous the last like 20 years. Well, maybe not that long. 16, 17, maybe it is. I don't know, whatever. I have not been very adventurous. And I married a very adventurous man. And we were on this whitewater rafting adventure. And it was funny because a couple of the husbands were like, oh, did your wife trick you too? Like (laughs) one wife used to go like, fishing with her husband. And now she's like, absolutely not. You know, whatever. I I think our tastes grow and our tastes change. And so I used to jump off big boulders and do all these adventurous things with Gary. And, you know, I've been more of a homebody, let's say, for the last 15 to 20-ish years. Okay, whatever. Okay. So on my husband's bucket list was white water rafting. 
I've been dreading this trip. Well, let me take that back. I've been really looking forward to get away. And we were going with a couple of fun families that we love. And so as they were planning it, I was like super pumped about the whole thing. And then a couple of weeks ago, it hit me like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to actually be white water rafting. I don't like water. I don't like rafting. I don't like I don't like any of I don't like camping. I don't like bugs. I don't like out like all of the things. OK, and if you're a camper, God bless you. I love you. That's awesome. OK, but my thought of a vacation is a tropical beach with the sun beating on my body and ordering food and relaxing. We went on another vacation uh, a couple of years ago with another good friends and they are like, well, not they, I should not say they, the wife, who's a dear friend, is like a planner and they go on excursions and they go on bus trips and they, they want to see like all the sites when they go places. Gary and I, we could care less about the sites. We go places for like nice hotels and nice beaches. Okay. So people will be like, oh my gosh, you went to whatever. Did you see? And I'm like, nope, unless it was at the hotel. I didn't see anything. I saw the nice hotel. I saw the nice beach. So when we go on vacation, it's like unplugged. I do not want to schedule. Anyways, okay. So you get my thing. Okay. So I didn't want to go white water rafting. I wanted to go to a beach. Okay. But I'm being a good wife. And so I'm helping my husband check off his bucket list items. He's helping me. Starting a podcast was one of my bucket list items. He was super supportive, still is. So here I am supporting him on his whitewater raft adventure. However, the whole drive up, I was thinking, I am a grown up. I'm a grown woman. And if I don't want to go on this whitewater rafting adventure, I'm going to pull the plug. And Gary actually was like super supportive and like, honey, if you just want to go to camp, you can check into another hotel, like whatever you want to do. Like he freed me up. He was just stoked that we were going. And our kids were going and going to have this adventure with him. So we get there, we get all settled. They give us, you know, the life vests and the helmets. And then they start telling us about who our guides are. And then one of my friends. So listen, we went with a bunch of outdoorsy, adventurous people, except for one of the moms has anxiety about water like me. And so she came up and she was like super jazzed. She's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited. I told him I was special and that I'm afraid of water. And now I get like this special guide. And I was like, what? How do you get, what did you say? And so she told me and I like beelined. I don't think I've ever run this fast in my whole life. And I just sprinted to the little shack and I was like, hi, my friend said that you could help me. So I have anxiety. And so as soon as they heard I have anxiety, they were like, okay. And so they gave me this awesome guide, you know, and she was like the big guide, not the big guide. She was the guide for our boat. So we're walking down and then I was put in the boat with several teenage boys and another teenage girl. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, I really wanted to be with like Gary and all the grown men who can save my life. Right. And Gary's been whitewater rafting and whatever, used to guide and all that. So he knows what he's doing. But my guide was going in the teenager boat. So I was like, no, it's fine. And then she actually made a joke and she's like, actually, teenagers have faster reflexes. So if something happens, you'd probably want to be in this boat. And I'm like, I'm sold. You just sold me. Great. <laughs> You're absolutely right. So we ended up having a great boat. But so we get out there and I'm getting to the point of this story. OK, but we get out onto the river and we're listening to the guide and she's telling us all the things. And immediately I start thinking about the scripture where it talks about God's going to give us peace like a river. And we're on the river, like we're in the Sacramento River, which I don't know if you're familiar with California, but it's northern California and it comes out of Nevada, like Lake Tahoe area and it's dammed off. but it's still like a roaring river, okay? Like 
They have level fives, which I think is the highest, level fours, level threes, and level twos, and even, you know, one and zero rapids. Okay. So I learned all the things about the rapids. And so we go through this like rough patch. We just get out there and she's training us. We're practicing with our paddles. And then we go through like our first rapids. And it was exhilarating and it was awesome. I'm like, oh my gosh, what was that? Was that like a two? Like how big was that? And she's like, they don't even label that one. Like it's a zero. <laughs> like it's a 0.5. Oh my gosh, you're kidding me. Oh Lord Jesus. So I looked at my friend in the boat and she was just laughing at me because she knows my anxiety and, and all that. And so we're going through and literally for two days, you guys, I kept thinking about the scriptures. There's two of them in Isaiah in particular that just really have spoken to my heart for many years. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I believed a lie. I fundamentally have believed a lie in scripture. So I thought when the scripture read, and let me read it to you. This is the scripture I'm referring to. Isaiah 66. For this is what the Lord says. I will extend peace to her like a river and a wealth of nations like a flooding stream. You will nurse and be carried on her arm and dandled on her knees. I don't know what dandled means, but it seems sweet, okay? As a mother comforts her child, so I will comfort you, and you will be comforted over Jerusalem. When you see this, your heart will rejoice, and you will flourish like grass, and the hand of the Lord will be made known to his servants. Okay, so obviously the beginning part of that scripture says, I will extend her peace like a river. So Danny's vision of peace, which I just told you, was like a tropical beach. But then I'm on the river and I'm like, there is nothing Danny peaceful about a river at all. So I was like, oh, my gosh, what in the world? I have believed this lie my whole life with some of these scriptures. And then I started thinking after we went through like our first rapids, I was like, Lord, with all due respect, Jesus, have you ever been on a river? Like, have you ever gone whitewater rafting? Like, it's a little scary and I'm not sure I would call it peaceful. So then I started having this whole faith conversation with God on the river and I started doubting my faith and like, well, is Jesus even real? Like all these thoughts were going through my head. Okay. So, and as we're going along, the guide is continually comforting and leading and communicating and just amazing. Okay. And she said things like, if you fall out of the boat, just remember the water knows where to go. Just make sure your feet are first your head is back and don't fight it, right? So and the reason you want to put your feet first is because in some of the places in the river, it's shallow and the rocks are hard and hurt and can hurt your tushy. So like your feet are up so that it hits your butt. If you're face first, you're hitting your stomach and your chest. And I imagine that would be much more painful than hitting, you know, my cushy butt. So I'm listening to the guide and I'm like, okay. And then I kept thinking, okay, the water knows where to go. The water, okay, well, that's like life. Life knows where to take me, right? And so a while back, I don't know if you heard the episode, I think it was Jim said, life is an adventure to be lived, not a puzzle to be figured out. And I have it written on my office. I have a post-it note right behind my desk that says, life is an adventure to be lived, not a puzzle to figure out. The problem is that so many of us have been hurt and or we feel stuck or we have like little T traumas stuck in our minds or our hearts or even our bodies maybe even big T traumas, right? And they're just stuck in our memory and they're just haunting us at times and we're anxious and sad or feel like we've missed the boat somehow in life and things don't make sense. And so when things don't make sense, human nature is try to make sense of them. I think it's the way God has created us. So when things don't make sense, we keep trying to figure out how to make sense of it. And so when we're in that 
mindset, we can't see the forest through the trees, right? So, and it's like, oh my gosh, we can't see the forest through the painful trees that are in front of us. So I'm thinking about this as we're going down the river. And, and honestly, our guide was like a godsend. I can't even tell you, like, I will follow her into war. I will follow her into battle. Like she's just incredible. She was kind. She was patient. She was comforting. She was funny. Like she was endear. She was all the things that you want in a guide, right? Trustworthy. And, and I was thinking, as long as I keep trusting the guide and what she's saying, I'm going to be okay. And obviously, you guys, in life too, God is our guide. But why do we wrestle trusting God? And so many of us, especially in Christian culture, we shame ourselves for not trusting God. Like we're just wretched sinners, right? Quote unquote, who don't trust God. And you guys, I just don't think it's that black and white. I just don't think it's that cut and dry. You guys, I think we don't trust God for really good reasons. And I'm not saying God's not trustworthy. I think he's absolutely and ultimately the only thing trustworthy on this in this whole adventure of life. But you guys, when we've been hurt by others, it's hard to trust anyone, let alone God, right? And so it's hard for us to differentiate when we've been hurt by human beings or by life experience or we're just wrestling through life or just different things that we even see God allow, right? Quote unquote, allow to happen. And I know it's a broken world and it rains on the just and the unjust. But, you know, when you see a young mom, God forbid, but pass away from cancer, like that's hard. How do we... You can't just put a bumper sticker, God is good all the time when you see something like that happen, right? Or just so many hurting people all around the world. There's just so much hardship, right? And we can't just put those platitudes of like, well, God is good, right? And he is good. Oh my gosh, is he good? And oh my gosh, have I experienced his goodness? But I'm just, we wrestle. There are just, you guys, if you think about life on a deep level, there's a lot to wrestle with. And I think God is absolutely okay with that. I think he's more than okay with that. If he wasn't okay with that, he would not have given us these thinking minds or these feeling emotions or these bodies that are decaying, like all of these things, like this is part of somehow the beauty of life and finding peace even in the storm, finding peace in the rapids. And so, and I think one of the beautiful things with learning to trust our guide or learning to trust God is that we're actively a participant. If you've had an easy street life, easy peasy, life's been easy your whole life, oh my gosh, okay, then maybe it's easier for you to trust God and trust others and and all of that, right? But if you've been harmed at all, man, I'm telling you, it's super difficult to trust. Like trust is one of the hardest things. And I think it's one of the slowest things that God, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, I think it takes longer to build trust back than any other place in our life where we need healing. That is one of my fundamental beliefs. I could change on this, but as I've been reflecting and as I've worked with people for all these years now on deep hearted issues, trust is hard, you guys. And trust is hard because trust is hard. And God is not upset with you. God is not upset with me because trust is hard or anything like that. But I think the beauty is, guys, is choosing to trust again daily, one day at a time, one hour at a time. I mean, you guys, I had to choose one rapid at a time. And sometimes it was like back-to-back rapids where I just had to lean in and listen and lean over my body and, and all the things to stay in the boat, to stay on the path. And here's the thing. This is the other huge life lesson I learned. With the water, there's like top rapids going on. Then there's an undercurrent, an undercurrent that is consistent and it keeps the river going, the river flowing. And you guys, if there wasn't this undercurrent in the river, 
that was keeping the rapids flowing and going, there'd be even less stability with the rapids on top that we're actually riding in our boats, right? So those are surfacey rapids. And that is like the circumstances of life. Sometimes they're intense. Sometimes they're hard to ride. But you guys, there's this undercurrent that I believe is the grace and acceptance and stability and the love of God. And I think that rides underneath all of us and underneath all of the crazy rapids in life. And the undercurrent, you guys, is what keeps us going. And I keep thinking about the guide saying, just follow the water. If you fall out of the boat, let the water take you like the water knows where to go. You guys, and you got to remember some of the rapids that we're going through, like there's circumstances right now where we feel anxiety about so much, maybe our kids or work or health stuff or just day-to-day stuff. And then there's this also this deeper rapids that are going on that sometimes they're even unconscious, but they affect us. And there's some of these things we'd like to forget, right? Like childhood hardships or maybe even horrible choices that we've made that have harmed ourselves or maybe harmed others. Or or maybe it's like loss or grief or so much more. There's all of these things that we're contending with day in and day out in our life. And then we wonder why we struggle. And you guys, I just think as I've been reflecting about life and about peace like a river, you guys, this is what life is. Life is a river. There's rapids. I mean, it's hard. You got to lean in. I've been obsessed with the concept of surrender, right? Because I'm in recovery. So surrender work is what we do day in and day out to learn to surrender and stay on, quote unquote, our side of the street and not try to control things that we don't control and and all those things, because those things make me batty crazy. And honestly, will lead me to drink again, right? And so the surrender work, but you guys, surrender work is active. We have to lean in. We have to actively surrender. We have to actively trust again. We have to actively do all of these things. And you guys, the grace of God and the love of God and the compassion of God is free and rich and amazing. And it's there for all of us. But learning to walk in it, learning to embrace it, learning to accept it in all these areas of our life oh my gosh, does it take some work? And is it hard? And so I just wanted to share with you guys, if peace is hard to come by for you, I just want you to know you're not alone and you're not crazy and you're not doing anything wrong. It's hard because it's hard. Life is hard. People who are awake and paying attention, like there's a lot of things that don't make sense. There's a lot of hard things going on in all of our lives. And so I just wanted to encourage you today, if that's where you're at, man, you're not alone. Take some deep breaths and just know The water will take you like life is going to take you. And we have to hold on to the fact that there is an undercurrent, that there is in this deeper, deeper story going on. The deeper undercurrent truly is that the river and the water knows where to go. It may be a bumpy road, but God is taking us home, right? And God is helping us and growing us into the humans that he ultimately wants us to be, right? But it takes a little bit of work and takes a little scrape in your knees and it it takes a little bit of effort and all that sort of stuff. So anyways, man, and if that's where you're at and you are wanting to deal with how to live more peacefully on the rapids of life, that is why we created the Feel Better Journey community. It's why we've created the Feel Better Journey group coaching program. I mean, this is what it's all about. And we're about to open doors. We're about to do a little early bird thing for those of you that want to jump in the fall session. So we're actually, our groups are going to start forming here pretty soon. And we actually, our first group meeting will start in early September. And so if you're thinking about, or if you've been thinking about, man, I need a little bit more support and I'd love to have someone hold my hand and walk me through the process of this 
inner healing stuff and going after more peace and joy and love and contentment on this life and purpose and then all of that, man, I'd love to have you join us and jump in the community. You guys, there's no magic wand. There's no magic pill. Trust me, if there was, I would have found it by now because I've looked high and low. I have like, I've tried everything, right? And that's one of the reasons why we created this program because it helps us, it guides us, it walks us through how to find more peace, how to find more connection with our savior. And honestly, guys, how to find more connection with ourselves. So many of us have lost our true selves, our true identity and who we are because of the harmful and hurtful things that we've walked through. And you guys, I think as we continue to do this holy and hard work together, it's beautiful when we begin to find ourselves again and knowing that we are not lost, like we are absolutely not lost. We're just hiding because we've been hurt and that's okay. And so you just need a community of people to speak life into you and to guide you and walk with you. And anyways, I wanted to invite you in that if you're interested at all. The link will be in the show notes to find out more information or you can go to www.dannysumner.com forward slash the feel better journey. And again, the link will be in the show notes. And if you're anything like me and you're like, man, I thought peace like a river meant (laughs) laying by the river and getting a suntan. Oh my gosh, were we mistaken? Peace like a river is jumping in and being active and activated in our lives, in the hard things and the good things and learning to thrive within the suffering and the glorious joy that comes with it. And there's a lot to it. There's mindset stuff. There's heart set stuff. There's body work that we need to do. And I don't just mean exercise. I mean like bringing healing to our physical bodies. And I don't mean, you know, if your leg's two inches shorter, we're going to pray over you and your leg's going to grow. Although that could happen. But I'm just saying there's inner peace healing that I think God really wants to do. And I see him doing day in and day out. And so just wanted to encourage you. All right. I'm so grateful you're here and I'll be in touch in a couple of days. Let me say a quick little prayer for you, especially if you're going through the rapids. Lord, I thank you for my friends. God, I thank you for the life lesson on the river last week, God. And I thank you for just even changing my whole perspective about life, Lord, and that the ultimate goal is not this sunny beach in Hawaii just laying there, God, but it's actually to be active in the rapids, in the river, in the cold water and living and thriving. And so, Lord, would you breathe life into my friends? I know some of us are hurting, God. And Lord, I know that you want to minister deeply and richly to our souls. So, Lord, I thank you for who you are. And I thank you that you're with us in our midst. And so bless my friend, fill him and protect him in Jesus name. And if you like this rapid stories, more will be coming because I've got about 27 stories (laughs) to tell. So I don't think it's going to be 27 episodes, but Anyways, more will be coming. All right, God bless you guys, and I'll be in touch in a few days. Hello, my friend. If this episode blessed you, made you laugh, or triggered you, hey, that's growth, please do me a favor and share this with a friend. And if you feel led, please leave a written review for the show. That really helps us out. Don't forget you are in good company if you're feeling more broken than you'd like to admit. And you are more loved than you can ever imagine. Have a great week. See you next time.